GMH, OMP. We back at it again. It's going to be another two to three part episode um, where you guys are going to hear me ramble for a while. <laughs> and then my partner in crime will be in for the later part of the episode because it's sort of, that's the direction we're going to take it. Um, excuse the audio. We're still having trouble with our audio board and the recording of the podcast through our microphones and headset and stuff like that. We're having trouble with that. But um, that's just that's a problem we're going to have to fix. Maybe it's our USB cord. We just don't know. But <clears throat> we're going to go back to recording this way um, just for a while while we, while we get it fixed. There's nothing wrong with this way, but it's just not how we wanted it to set up. But 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 anyway, I hope you guys have had a good week. You know, um, I'm having a decent morning myself. I'm actually getting up, getting ready for work, to go to work a little later. Candace is at work right now. This is sort of a transition for us. Not her working, but her working so early in the morning. It's a big transition for her. So, you know, she's, she's pulling through it. She's pulling through it. She's not... She's 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 definitely not the same woman from a year ago. She not she goes through so many changes. She just doesn't realize it. These are things that I can't say while she's sitting directly across from me. I can't say these things while she's sitting across from me because she'll give me a look or she'll say something she'll say something crazy or whatever, whatever. But you know, she doesn't like to hear appreciation or admiration. But I'm gonna give it to her anyway, you know. But anyway, it's a difference for her, and I see a different person. I see a more focused person. This year, this year, I'll say, I've, I've seen a more focused person on everything that she wants in life. And I can say that I appreciate, and I'm rooting for her. I'm a biggest cheerleader. And um, that's sort of taken us into a different part of our relationship as well. Not to say that we're growing apart. We're not. We've been through so much during the 20 years that we've been together, and... Now I'm just now starting to see her for who she is. And she's just now starting to see her for who she, herself for who she is as well. Because for so long, you know, you live your life in a, in a relationship, you sort of, you're one and the same. You're the same person. And for so long, Candace and myself have struggled with that. And even though as the kids have gotten older, we sort of got lost in the shuffle, so to speak, because everything... You know, the kids come first, house, stuff like that, bills and everything like that. And then we look at ourselves like, all right, what else we got left? You know, so, but now, you know, God has sort of put it in our way to sort of help us divide things so everything gets even and equal attention. Like all of the kids individually, not just as a, as a group, you know, so. But like I said, I was, I, I am beginning to see the woman that she that I know she can be she's starting to blossom into that and I'm, I'm so proud of her and I can't wait to see her just finally get that ignition and to see her set set everything on fire I, I can't wait but um in doing these episodes like this you know it's sort of it's sort of it's good because you know when, when, when Candace records something that I don't hear, I go back and, you know, she say, just listen to the podcast. You know, I listen to it and I actually appreciate the things that she comes up with on her own. Um, like with the kids, something like that, you know, so, 
we're all growing over here, guys. So we appreciate the ride. I mean, we appreciate you coming along for the ride with us. And um, I kind of wanted to start this podcast off talking about a few things that uh that have sort of gotten to me these past couple of weeks. Um, you guys know I'm huge, huge into boxing. Huge into boxing. I've always been, I've always been boxing fan ever since I was little. You know, Mike Tyson sort of started it, but now it's it's become a passion of mine. I know you guys have heard me on the podcast talk about wanting to be a fighter, wanting to have a couple of fights, and just really wanting to step into the ring. But when you put on gloves, even if you just shadow boxing, you're a fighter. You're a fighter when you're training, when you do road work, when you hit a punching bag, you're you're stepping into a different part of yourself. That's a that's a different animal right there. When you're throwing punches and you actually feel the impact up against a heavy bag, speed bag, or another person's flesh, you're, you're turning into a different monster that puts something inside of you. But uh, a couple of deaths have really have really gotten to me. Uh, Hugo Alfredo Santillian died. Uh, I believe about a week ago, Thursday, from an uh, injury suffered in a fight against uh, Eduardo Javier Abreu. And as most of you know, a few days back, uh, Maxime Dadashev passed as well. He had a fight. Uh, I believe it was. I believe it was televised. His fight was televised. But we we know as fans what what they're stepping into. People are saying combat sports should be abolished. No way two humans should should go into that knowing the outcome. But you bred different. Your your thought process isn't like any other. When you get into that realm, like when that gloves that that glove is tightened on you, when you across from another person who wants to take your head off, like the object is to knock you out or to beat you or to beat you until you can't take it anymore and that's what they signed up for they know the outcome it's a gladiator sport it's been around it's gonna be around you feel a certain aura like I know you guys have heard Mike Tyson talk about the aura that goes the feeling that goes with being the heavyweight champion of the world back in those days not so many people know who the heavyweight champion of the world is now but um but it's just but it's just a, a different feeling you know as as Tyson used to call it when you're the heavyweight champion of the world or when Jack Johnson the stories of Jack Johnson that I heard and it's just like I said it's 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 a sight to see. It's a sight to see when you watch two men stand, or even two women standing in the ring, and it's just, it's like I said, guys, it's nothing like it, nothing like it to me. But as as these two, you know, gentlemen have lost their lives, and I, I see a lot of people talk about, oh, they would, they, 
you know, they shouldn't be in there. You know, they should listen to their doctors. Nobody can take that kind of trauma, this and this. And, um, oh, I forgot. Hold up, guys. Andy Ruiz and uh, Deontay Wilder hold all the belts in the heavyweight division. But um, I, I believe there's a few out there, like uh, British Championship uh, heavyweight belts, stuff like that. But I don't think they count towards the overall in uh, boxing as a whole. But anyway, um, when you step into the ring, that's the outcome. You're going to get beat up. You're going to be bloody. You're going to hurt. But you don't want to take that person's life. But that's just a chance that you take. That's the chance that you take. And like I said, uh, it's a wonderful sport to watch. I'm not really too big into MMA. But I just believe the two men standing across, or two women standing across from each other with nothing but their two fists. That's that's science. That's beauty. That's I, I get a sudden rush from watching boxing. I absolutely love the sport. And unfortunately, tragedies occur. But, you know, as I'm reading certain blogs, reading people's posts, seeing social media, um, Deontay Wilder, who is a heavyweight champion, a lot of the times he sells his fights by saying he wants a body on his record. You know, we all know the outcome. We all know that's a possibility, but that's not something that you want to, like, put out there. I'm coming to kill you. Yes, I'm just coming to defend myself, win this fight, make it back home to my family safely. You know, you don't want... I've seen plenty of times where fighters are just tearing into their opponent and they're looking at the referee like, hey... Stop this fight. He's taking too much damage. Stop the fight. Even though the fighter across from him is saying, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's very obvious that I'm causing you harm. I don't want to do this. I'm humane enough to say, hey, I'm stopping. You don't want to quit yourself because if you quit, you're going to get a loss. But a lot of times you're looking towards their trainers, the doctors, the referee to say, hey, let's stop this. Let's stop this contest. <laughs> A lot of you guys remember the scene in Rocky when he's holding a towel in his hand and he's looking at Apollo and Apollo saying, no, don't throw the towel, don't throw the towel. But the trainer's saying, throw the damn towel, throw the damn towel. You should throw the towel. But Apollo was like, look, I know what I'm getting into. I didn't sign up to just cry if he hits me too hard. I signed up to not leave this rink until it's over. Until I win or you lose. Until I win or I lose. Either one. However the outcome is. And as graphic and as brutal as that is, if it happens, it happens. You know, my mother told me when I told her, she was like, why do you, what are you running so much for? Why do you train so much? Why are you lifting all these weights? Why do you eat certain things? Why don't you just live your life? And I'm like, mom, I'm training for a fight. She was like, I don't want you fighting. I don't want you getting in the ring. I don't want you getting hit. You know, your kids don't want you getting hit. Your wife doesn't want you getting hit. But it's something that's inside of me that not only wants that, I just want the combat. I know it sounds animalistic, but it's... I, I, I guess I come from a long line of warriors where I just... I love it. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. I don't walk around trying to fight everybody or try to be tough or everything like that. But for those of you guys who follow me on social media, when I post, when I'm training, it's intense. I'm staring into the phone and I'm, I'm growling or it's like I, I, I'm a different person. I'm a different animal when that music is on. And when I'm training and the pump and the blood gets flowing and everything like that, that's the feeling that you get. It's euphoric. It's, 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 
it's oh my gosh, it's, it's I, I can't describe it, y'all. I, I can't describe it honestly. But all of that is just to say that when those men step into that ring or when those women step into that ring, that's their choosing. Like a lot of people say, I'd rather die doing what I love. And I would rather die doing what I love. Honestly, I would rather die doing what I love. And I'm not a fighter. I'm not an athlete. I'm not, I'm not a professional anything. I'm a manager of, of a, the seafood department at a grocery store. But <laughs> on the inside, I'm in the ring. I'm in the arena. I'm competitive. I love football. I love basketball. I love rugby. I love boxing. Anything anything competitive, I'm with it, except for golf. I'm not that calm. But as those two men rest in peace, their spirits are with the other fighters. They're with Dempsey. They're with Marciano. They're with Jack Johnson. They're with Kid Chocolate. They're there. They're in the pantheon of greats. And that's I believe that's how they want to be remembered. That's how they want to be remembered. As a fighter, as a warrior, as a person who's willing to put their lives on the line for their families. Because, yes, you get a huge purse and winning fights. Your next fight, you can fight for a championship. And that could set your life up. I mean, look at Andy Ruiz. Nobody picked him to beat Anthony Joshua. Look at Anthony Joshua. He looks like a gladiator. Andy Ruiz looks like a fan. Typical fan. But... He's a hell of a fighter, and he showed it. And I believe he's going to beat him again when they fight in December, I think. I think it's December. But I believe he's going to beat him again because he has it in him. Anthony Joshua doesn't have it in him. He can just hit hard, but he can't take a punch. He's not a boxer. He's not, I don't even think he's a fighter to me. I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit him, no, because he did beat Klitschko. But... I'm not trying to discredit him, but to a boxing purist and a boxing historian, Andy Ruiz has everything that Joshua, that Anthony, Anthony Joshua wants. Including the title. But, <laughs> but like I said, that's not really where I was going with this. I was just going with those two men that lost their life and to the others that have lost their lives or, or, quote-unquote vegetables right now because of boxing. You know, I remember a piece on uh, Gerald McClellan who fighted uh, Nigel Byrne, Nigel Ben, I'm sorry, um, a long time ago. I believe it was late 80s, late 80s, early 90s. And he beat him into, you know, he, he right now Gerald McClellan is he's basically has the mind of a child. He's a much older man. I think he's in his 50s right now. But I seen something where they met like years later. And Gerald McClellan isn't there mentally, but he's blind, you know, of course, paralyzed, I believe, a little bit. But um, Nigel Ben was there, and Gerald McClellan was speaking. And the way he was speaking, it was like, you have to continue to repeat, you know, you have to repeat yourself constantly because it's like, say again, say again, I, I believe I'm not going to watch the video just to, just to get that. But Nigel Ben had to repeat itself so many times. And then when uh, McClellan like finally realized who he was, he asked, how did he say it? 
How did he say my name? How is he looking at me? Does he hate me? Like this is the man that was that that was on the bad end of it. I was paralyzed. It has to be taken care of. It's blind. But his mentality want to know that this man hate me. He didn't do anything to Nigel Ben. Had that fight went and they would have become great friends. You, who knows? Who, who knows had that fight went a different way and Gerald McClellan wouldn't be in the state that he's in. Would they be good friends? But Gerald McClellan just wanted to know that this man hate me. And Nigel Ben couldn't do anything but cry. Two gladiators, two warriors bonded forever at that moment. That's beautiful to me. That's beautiful to me. Just like when you see people on the football field, basketball, football, soccer, I mean, soccer, anything, any sport. Afterwards, afterwards, there's nothing but joy, nothing but love. I'm sorry you didn't get injured. That's why when it's an injury or in football or basketball, the players go to a knee and they bond. Because you don't want that. You don't want casualties of war. You want that, yes. But in the in the sports aspect of it, in the athletic part part of it, you don't want casualties. You just want an outcome, a winner or a loser. You don't want that. But unfortunately, those are things that happen. And, you know, like I said, as I've been reading for the past couple of days, watching things the past couple of days, they're remembered as gladiators. And, you know, that was a long, basically a long rant that, you know, Candace really didn't want to be a part of. I know she didn't want to be a part of it. But <laughs> not to say that she isn't a fight fan, because as we've talked about before, we do watch boxing together. It's just when it gets to that part of it, like she'll tell you herself she doesn't like Floyd Mayweather because of the way he fights. But he fights to protect himself. But when it's when it's a war, when they're standing across from each other and they're just pounding each other and sweat is flying and they're yelling and you know, the crowd is into it, that's when everybody enters peak. That's when the hair starts standing up on your arm. That's when you get goosebumps. That's when you're standing up yelling at the TV, you know, that's when you're saying, Oh, and this and that. That's when everybody gets involved. But not when it's a defensive matchup or nothing like that. Nobody wants to see defense except for me, you know, being a Bears fan. I love seeing defense. But hey <laughs> But um rest in peace to those gentlemen. You know, and God be with everyone else who hasn't lost their lives but have lost something due to the sport of boxing or the combat sports. But like I said, um this is gonna be a multiple part episode. And um uh, it's possibly going to be done tonight, so uh, you guys stay tuned. I'm grateful that this is taking a long time. I'm grateful for giving you guys this, these intimate parts before we really start hitting with videos and hitting with all of these ideas that we have on our heads. Once we learn how to properly do things, I'm grateful that this has taken such a long time to build. For us to be doing this podcast for over a year, for us to be getting supported by the majors that we're getting supported by, by the anchors, by the Spotify, by Apple, for us to be getting the support that we're getting, that means 
Somebody somewhere believes in this just as much as we do, if not even more. Because you don't, you, it's, it's not a given that you're picked up by these certain sites. It's not a given that they, that they pay us to advertise. It's not a given that they do these things. You have to be giving them something that they're not getting from anybody else. And you have to be an asset in life. You have to be an asset in whatever you want to do. Whatever your job is, you have to be an asset. We're all expendable. There's thousands of podcasts out there you guys can listen to, but I'm grateful to get one listen. Because that means someone out there is listening to us. Someone out there is getting something from us. We're making somebody happy. I'm grateful for that. Like I said, I'm grateful it's taking a long time. Because that means it's a process. It's a process. We're not in the microwave. We didn't hit and then go down. We're building. We're building. We're learning. That's what you guys need to do in life. Just like they say, don't rush things. Trust things. It's like so many people in a rush to get old. Or, or these days, so many people in a rush to be young, if that makes any sense. In a rush to be young these days. They want to be big, they want to live backwards. That's why you got so many people older trying to look younger, act younger, be younger, and it's just not working. Because once the lights are off, once you're at home in your mirror, you're the same age that you are. Your body still feels the same. Even though your body may not feel the same, but you're still that same age. So just be yourself. Just be yourself. You got a lot to a lot to give. Like when people look at me, I got gray hairs in my beard. Oh my God, you're stressed. No, I'm not stressed. Even though that's what my doctor just told me. But um, <laughs> I'm not stressed. It's because you see gray hairs in my beard. I've had gray hairs for a very long time. I've had gray hair. I'm not going to dye it because that means I'm trying to mask something. I'm trying to hide something if I dye my beard. Oh, I'm not 36. I'm 26. I'm 30. No, I'm 36 years old. I enjoy it. Honestly, didn't think I'd make it. I enjoy it. I love getting older. I mean, I'm learning. I'm seeing my wife grow. My kids grow. My mother grow still. My little brother grow. My little sister, even though you guys didn't get to hear her, and I'm sorry. I'm still sorry about that. My little sister grow. And I still know in my heart, even though I haven't seen my little sister Jessica for over 30 years, she's still a part of me as well. And as you guys know from listening to this podcast, you know how I feel about that. It's not a day that goes by that I don't miss my little sister. But I'm not trying to get emotional right now. (laughs) But it's, I don't know what it is in society that everybody's trying to go backwards. Why are you looking back? That's not the direction you're going in. You're supposed to be going forward. You're supposed to be moving forward. That's the object of life. Move forward. Onward. You know, as they say. <laughs> that's just that's just so backwards to me to see people who 
just look odd in certain clothes or sound crazy saying certain phrases, listening to certain music. That's not who you are. I'm not saying you should just fall into that category. If that's what you love, that's what you love. But make it your own. Make it your own. Just because you see a 20-some-year-old rapper out there dressing like that don't mean you at 44 should be dressing like that. Find a way to flip it and make it you. I'm a product of the 80s and 90s, so I still love a little bit of baggy clothes, still love jogging pants and Timberlands. I'm going to do that forever. Are the the jogging pants 3X? No, they're not. They're not 3X anymore. Are the T-shirts four or five sizes too big? No, they're not. They're not. But I'm still myself. I still get to be myself. No, my jogging pants aren't, you know, like they are these days, tight. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't look, out. I can't look like I'm walking outside in pajamas. I can't do that. But anyways, <laughs> but, um, but that's just me. I found a way to adapt, but not still look like I'm living in the era where we had baggy clothes and all of this. Everything was four or five sizes too big. No, it's not me. But I'm still myself. When people see me, they say, damn, you haven't changed. And I won't change. I'll evolve. I won't change. I find difference in those two words. A lot of people say, oh, evolve and change. Same thing. No. The evolution of me is me understanding that 36, I kind of still have the mentality of a 16-year-old. Well, not myself at 16, because myself at 16 was a horrible person on the inside. I, you know, I, I did bad things, didn't think properly, didn't cherish anything, didn't have any respect for myself. I didn't care at all. But that drive as I got older, I still have that drive to evolve. To change is to basically do a complete 360. It's for me to go in there and um, dye my hair or dye my beard or grow dreadlocks or something like that just so I can look like somebody else. No, that's not me. Still gonna be myself. Still gonna be me. And that's so hard for this society and most people to actually realize that if you be yourself, if you're authentic, they'll last longer. Your friendships will last longer. Your relationships will last longer if you're authentic. If you constantly changing and doing 360s of yourself every week, or changing your hair, this and that, that's fine. But you still must be yourself. You know, you can't chase this celebrity or that celebrity and try to live their lives. You can't do that. You can't chase trends. No, because eventually you're going to get lost. You're not going to know who you are chasing something else. So just find you and go. Just like I mentioned last week with my little sister, Chelsea, and my bro, Ryan, how they're doing something that's for them. Not too many people. Morning, boys. How you doing? As soon as the store open up, I'm going to go get something for breakfast. But wash your face and stuff like that. And remember what I said about getting your work done. Remember what I said because right now it's, I think, July 27th. You guys go back to school in about two weeks. You need to have that packet done this week, this upcoming week. From Saturday to Saturday. Look at me if I throw something at you. From Saturday to Saturday. Guys, you need to have that packet done, okay? Christian? Okay? Okay? I can't hear him. He said okay? Where's Christian at? Did he say okay? 
Did he say okay? All right, boys. Go ahead. All right, guys. I'm, you know, my boys woke up. And they got this packet dude that we've told you guys about. And they just dragging their feet, dragging their feet on it. But um, as I was saying, too busy chasing you. Too busy chasing. Nobody's firming who they are. Everybody's looking around. Well, good morning. Come here, big dude. What up with you? How you doing? Good. Say good morning. Good morning. This is Mikey. This is my little twin right here. Even though all five of my kids look like me, this little person here acts just like me. That's why when he get in trouble at school, I just look at him and I shake my head, and it's exactly what I used to do. So when I look at him, I see me, but I see so much more in this little seven-year-old kid, and I tell him all the time, he doesn't understand a word I'm saying. He he understands the words I'm saying, but he doesn't get why I'm saying it, why I'm saying he's a leader, why I'm saying people will follow him, why I call him my big homie, because he is. This little seven-year-old dude has so much inside of him. All of my kids do. You guys should encourage all of your kids. But when I say I see myself so much in this little guy, I see the, the good and the bad. He's already shown me the bad because of what he does at school and all of that stuff, little person. You think you did what? Sit up. Get up. Let me see. He just said he think he broke his toes. Let me see your foot. Which toe broke? These two. Three. How did you break your toe? Because I... I tickle you, then you fall down. So you broke your toes. No, I'm wiggling these big feet of yours, little bitty dude. You just want me to tickle your feet. That's all you want. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and wash your face, brush your teeth and stuff, big boo. I love those little people so much. I really do. But back to what I was saying. You shouldn't chase anybody. You should be firm in who you are. And appreciate that. And like I said, don't rush it. You should trust it. Trust it being yourself and believing in what you believe in will get you there. But I'm sorry. I, I mentioned Chelsea and Ryan once again. I'm sorry, y'all. But I admire those two individuals so much because they're doing what they want to do. They're not following the norm, following trends. Um, they're going at it in their own way because they want to make people happy. So how they how they make people happy is by doing something that also makes them happy. And so many people don't they just can't do that. They they cannot like all right, I'm going to do this and I'm going to love it. And if you don't, oh well, I'm still going to love it. And a lot of people say, "Well, how can I make how can I get followers? How can I get likes? How can I get people to like me?" Oh, I should do this. I should do this exactly how this person is doing it. And there, I'm going to repeat it. No, you're not going to repeat it. The reason why you're not going to repeat it is because they're already getting it from somebody else. So why in the hell would they follow you when you're not doing it as good as the person you're trying to emulate? It's just simple. 
It's silly for you to try to do it like them. Find a way to do it yourself and just slowly go down that road. Slowly go down that road. And those cars that have sped out and are way miles ahead of you, they've already ran out of gas. They're slowing down. You're catching up. Look at it like that. Look at it like that. You're still going. You're still thinking, you're still building, you're still planning, you're still maintaining, you're taking your lumps. Every successful person on this earth has failed. So many people are afraid of failure. Do not be afraid to fucking fall. I just had a heart attack a week ago. Slight heart attack. Mild heart attack. Maybe I didn't really have a heart attack. I just had pulmonary hypertension. That's not a heart attack, the doctor told me. But I failed. I stayed in this bed for a week and I hated it because I wasn't active. I wasn't up. I wasn't yelling or screaming in my phone and working out, saying train hard. I wasn't growling. I wasn't doing that. And I sort of, I was going crazy, y'all. But I'm sort of back now as I'm in between trying to catch my breath, trying to get my workout in. But I'm building back. I haven't stopped. I've stalled, yes, but I haven't stopped. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of progress. Yeah, you're looking at something downloading and it's taking a while, but it's going to happen. And when it happens, you're going to be happy because, hey, that game downloaded or that movie, you know, downloaded or whatever, whatever. Now you can begin your journey. But as it's progressing, as it's loading, you're still going. So once you get to 100%, you may be at 40 right now. You may be at 60 right now. You may be at 70. You may be on your fucking way. But once you get to 100, oh my goodness, watch out. Watch out. And I hope you guys heard that part too. Once you get to 100, watch out. And I tell everybody I talk to, listen to my podcast because I'm trying to give you, I'm trying to give you something that I'm giving myself. I'm still on this journey myself, y'all. My wife is still on this journey. We're still raising ourselves. We still kids at heart. We still dream. I haven't given up on anything that I want to do. Nothing. Nothing. Don't you give up either. As I said before, I'm going to say it again. This is a multiple part podcast so it's going to be breaks different subjects different topics candace is going to chime in it's going to be a regular episode but like i said i'm you know trying to give you more of us so these episodes are going to be a little bit longer from now on like the last one was almost two hours and you guys enjoyed that thank you i appreciate the hell out of that but like i said we're going to be giving you guys more so stay tuned <laughs> i promise to upload this episode this week <laughs> <laughs> my goodness I swear it just feel like it honestly seemed like I, I know this sounds cliche and you know everybody else say it but sometimes it honestly feel like I don't have 24 hours in my day seem like I go to work do what I do come home be with the family and then by the time that's over with I got to wake up and go to work again. You know, I don't really get. And that's partly my own fault. Because. I don't know how to put things in perspective very well. Like. 
like you know set daily goals or you know write write down things is what I'm trying to say you know like a lot of people they write down what they're going to do throughout the day but I don't want to live like I don't want to live like that because I don't want to be like oh my god I gotta I gotta get this done I gotta do this I gotta do that I'm not saying I want to live the rest of my life um just by the seat of my pants so to speak you know just doing whatever because I don't like I want to have plan I want to have plans I mean I'm married I got kids so you would think that you would think that you would want to set things set things out and you know write things down so you can get them get them done and shit like that but sometimes it just don't work like that I really don't. I wish it did. I mean, I wish it did for myself, but I mean, it, it, it really doesn't. I mean, I used to when I was younger. I used to have things written down that I wanted to do and get done daily and set five, six-month goals. But, you know, when I didn't hit my first six-month goal, that discouraged me, and I just stopped. I just stopped, and, and um, you know, and it... it it defeats you, so to speak, when you don't, when you don't do things when you say you are. Basically, it gets to me. I know it does. You know, like if, if you at work and you know when you got a certain time limit to get stuff to get stuff accomplished, and it takes you a little bit longer, or you just you get it done, but it's not up to your standards, or it's a little sloppy, or whatever, whatever. Then you sort of feel a certain way. I know I do. I know it takes me a little while longer to get things done, you know, around the house or at home or at work or something like that. And I'm not saying it gets it gets me down anymore because I know the time and the effort I put into things. I don't want to rush through things. You know, I wish I could get everything done in two, three minutes or two to three days. It depends on the task, but something just doesn't work like that. And you know, I'm, I'm working on it. I mean, I'm still a work in progress. I mean, I'm almost 40 years old and I'm still growing up. I mean, I'm not afraid to admit that, but it's true. I mean, I'm still a huge kid at heart. I mean, I still want to get out there and get dirty, playing the mud, playing the dirt or whatever, whatever. You know, I don't really think of myself as being an adult, adult. But I should. I know one of these days I will. It's just, it doesn't look like it's going to be anytime soon. But um, I was having a, a conversation with a friend of mine. I mean, and I wish I could get, I wish I could have everybody that I have a good conversation with on this podcast, everybody I got a good relationship with, because I want you guys to hear them. I want you guys to be affected just like I'm affected by their words and the energy that they give me. You know, like when I have when I had the discussion with my sister and stuff, how I wish you guys could have heard that. But um, I wish uh, just like I said, I wish I could get them set things up to. I mean, I try to. Don't get me wrong. I try to set set things up and make appointments to interview people. But then I'm, at the last minute, something happens on one of our ends. But anyways, the conversation we were having, he, you know, he came up to my job and, you know, we used to talk 
Um, at a previous location I was at, we used to talk a lot, but he was like, what role? We, we talk about the same thing a lot, but it sort of changes each time we have this conversation. He asked me, what role am I playing now? So he always says, what role am I playing? And what he means by that is, are you a hero? Are you a villain? Or are you a victim? And each time, it seems it seems that each time he comes around, I always have a different answer. Or I always have a different version for the same answer. Like the last time we had this conversation, it was, I was like, for some reason, I feel like I'm the villain right now. No matter how, well, no matter what I do, whether it's good or whether it's bad, I always seem to hurt somebody. I always seem to piss somebody off. I always... I always seem to do somebody wrong. Whether it's not listening enough or I didn't get the job done fast enough or I don't have enough of this or maybe I didn't give time, maybe I didn't listen. Something. And the lessons that he teaches me whenever, every time we have these conversations is you got to look at it like the person that you are and he was meaning me the person that you are you aim to please I don't try to aim to please I wasn't always this way but he was like you want to be accepted you try to think of ways to make everybody feel welcome make everybody feel you know special in a way but when you're discouraged but when you're discouraged or when you let down that one person so to speak that brings you so low to where that one person outgrows the 10 or 15 people that you've helped that day. That one person stands out. That person is 12 feet tall. That's all you see. And until you get that right or until you figure out what you've done with that person that eats at you. So I play the hero. I play the hero when everybody's happy and laughing and joking and stuff like that and nobody is discouraged and it gets to me when like you said it gets to me when that one person is down or I play the villain when I'm when I go through my depressive modes and I'm down and nothing seems to make me happy or you know or Candace will look at me and she's like what's wrong and I'm like at just everything at those at, at that particular time everything everything and nothing at the same time and it's not that this particular person goes around having having these conversations with a lot of people because he doesn't. He said, I only talk to you about this because it seems that you are the only person that goes through that. And I understand what he's saying. We haven't had this conversation. It's been a couple of weeks. But I understand what he's saying. And I'm and I I get it. I've always understood it, but now that we don't talk as much as we did before. We used to talk every week. Now it's shit. It's, it was a month. It was a couple of months before the last time I seen him. But um it's I could never be what I wanna be. I guess that's why I go through my depression stages and stuff like that, because I can never make myself happy. 
I could never be happy. Because it's always something. It's always something that I could have done more of. I wish I could, like the people that I train or that, that asked me to train them, I wish I could be right there with them step by step, helping them out with their decisions and, you know, being there to motivate them and stuff like that. I wish I could be there for everybody. I wish I could be there for my kids. I wish I could be there for my wife, my friends, my mother, my brother, my job, myself. But I can't. And I seem to be the only person that I know that doesn't understand that you can't be everywhere at once. Just like yesterday at work. You know, I'm, I'm starting to work more nights now. I mean, it has, it's, it's a tie-in with Candace working mornings, and it's also the the effort that's put into the job. So I'm starting to think, if I work more nights, maybe it'll help it out for the next person in the morning. But when I got there yesterday, I was faced with, well, why wasn't this done? Why wasn't that done? And I'm like, because I wasn't here. I don't, I didn't get, I didn't get here until right now. Like, right as you walked in the door, I was, I'm here. So I'm, I asked them, and I was like, what do you want from me? Do you want me to work all day? Do you want me to work all night? Do you want me to work every day? I'm like, what do you want? I, I can't do everything. I can't do everything. And it got to me so much to where it was a couple of hours had passed by, and I was still affected by it. Hence the villain. I mean, I'm sorry. Hence the victim. I was still affected by it. When I shouldn't have been, I should have understood what he was saying. I understood that he's like he's not saying that. No, I'm not saying that you should be here every day. I'm saying maybe you should be a little bit more assertive with the things that need to be done. Maybe you should be, you should play your position the way you need to play your position, and not, and not try to look at everything as. If you say certain things, you're thinking about a person's feelings. You're thinking about pleasing the person instead of, like, not so much demanding, but demanding. Like, because in the position I am at work, I, sometimes I have to demand things. And I'm just not there yet to where I can look at myself and stop trying to be, stop trying to please people and just start saying, like, okay, I need to lead now. And sometimes being a leader means you have to say things you say things a little bit more sternly or, you know, press up a little bit more when you shouldn't ease back and things like that. So, all I'm trying to say is the lessons that he taught me so long ago are still with me. And hopefully you guys can take something from this because like I said, this is what I struggle with. But who knows maybe you guys struggle with similar or maybe you don't but like I said hopefully I give hopefully you guys can take what you can take from this and learn like I learned I have this this picture on my phone it's a simple picture of stick figures and it's this this little guy standing there with a cookie and he says I have a cookie looked at this person standing next to him 
and he sort of scoffs and looks down at him. And he says, so what? I have a sports car. I have jewelry. And the other guy looks at his cookie and he looks back at him. And he says, but I have a cookie. The other guy sort of frowns his face and he looks at him and he says, but I have a house. I have money. The other guy looks at his cookie and looks back at the guy. Says, do you have a cookie? And the other guy gives him this frown. He says, no. Then the other guy breaks his cookie in half. And he gives him half of his cookie and he says, here. And I'm going to assume after that guy eats that other half of the cookie that he gave him, he comes to the realization that this guy wasn't impressed by me telling him the things that I have. It sort of made him feel a little bit, probably made him mad because I meet people in my life who, who aren't impressed by things like that I'm more impressed by how you by how you build other people how you treat other people than how you flaunt your possessions or things that you've accomplished because you just may run into somebody who looks at life a little bit more simpler than, than you do it's like well that's fine that you have all of these things. That's a good thing that you have all of these things. I'm happy for you, but I'm just happy being here. I'm just happy living life the way that I that I live it. I'm just happy with I'm just happy with just having a cookie. But who knows? Maybe that person that has the cookie has more money, has a bigger car, has a bigger house. But he just doesn't say it. He just doesn't flaunt it. You never know how a person lives their life. The only way you know how to live their life is if they tell you. But if they show you the person that they are, you can care less. You can care less about how they live their life. You can care less about their accomplishments or their achievements. Just be happy that that person is willing to be willing to be in your life just for who you are. And that's basically how I attempt to live my life. I'm just being myself. And I know I've mentioned I've mentioned LeBron James on this podcast before how much I admire him. Not just because of the basketball player that he is, because of the person that he is, the man that he is. The way the way that he the way that he responds to things that he goes through. I mean, now that he has the nation, the nation in the world screaming Taco Tuesday when it's something that we've done before, but nobody says it the way that LeBron says it. 
I enjoy tacos my damn self, but nobody says it the way that LeBron says it. But now he's sort of faced with a different sort of scrutiny, you know, because they always have to hate you for something. Pardon me. Let this let the trash truck go by. <laughs> They'll always they always have to hate you for something, and it seems like and it seems like LeBron gets the most hate just for the simpler things in life. Just by the simple way he lives his life, people find ways to hate him for it. This this particular thing is one moment. As I cross the street. <laughs> This particular thing, well, damn, I hope he makes it to work front. But anyway, <laughs> where he was driving down the street, you guys should have seen it. But um, but this particular thing, I sort of look at a little bit differently, and a lot of people look at look at it the same way I look at it. But he's an AAU coach. For those of you guys who don't know what an AAU coach is, it's basically a youth basketball team, and LeBron coaches his sons and his son's friends and stuff like that. So. And he's had a lot of the games. And he's a fan. As he should be. He's not just a parent, he's a basketball fan. So as his team is doing good and they do certain dunks and alley-oops and certain plays, make a good defensive play, LeBron celebrates. This particular time he celebrated, he lost his shoe. He ran onto the court, picked his shoe up. Start kicking and twisting in the air, jumping around, screaming, chest bumping the kids and everything like that. And everybody's telling LeBron he doesn't need to act like that. He doesn't need to act like that. One of the children on the team said, hey, you guys are, you know, being a little bit too hard on LeBron. My father doesn't come to my games. I haven't seen my father in four years. I appreciate everything LeBron's doing. I appreciate the man that he is. I appreciate him not being LeBron James, AAU coach. I, I appreciate him just being Bron, somebody that I know, somebody that I can call, somebody that I can text, that's, that knows me personally. I admire LeBron James because just like that picture I got in my phone, LeBron James still has that I have a cookie mentality. He has more than 95% of the people on this planet will ever have in their life. But he doesn't. He doesn't act like it. He still knows where he comes from. He still gives out. He still gives his time. He still puts, puts money back into his community personally, not just writes a check. I mean, he goes to see those kids at that school a lot. I mean, he's there involved in a lot of people's everyday life. Just like I said, he still has that. I just have a cookie. You know what I have. You know who I am. I'm speaking on LeBron now. You know who he is, you know what he has. But he's not, he doesn't seem like that sort of celebrity that flaunts it, that puts people down, that acts like you can't do it too. 
I'm not saying everybody is blessed with the God-given ability to play basketball the way that he does or act the way that certain actors do or do the, the or do the things that certain that that other successful people do. But we're all blessed with some ability. He's just given a lot of people the nurture, ways to nurture, ways to cultivate, ways to grow your ability and give your special light to the world. And yet people try to tear him down for it. I'm not saying he's perfect. No. No, nobody on this planet is perfect. Everybody has their flaws. But you just have certain people who want to tear you down just because. Just because they don't. They can't. They won't. That's what it is. They won't. Because everybody's giving the same, same air, same blood. Everybody's giving the same ability. I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying you're going to go out there and be a basketball superstar. But you could be a superstar chef. You know, you could be a superstar teacher. You could be a superstar groundskeeper, landscaper, you know, anything. You know, you could be anything and be, and be good at it. You're best at it. It's all about being humble, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And being humble is a tough trait people say I'm humble but also people say I'm arrogant people say I'm conceited but yet me and people still say I'm humble I can't be all of those things and I struggle with that too like why am I being defined in so many different ways when I just want to be me and I act and I say to myself maybe that's who I am maybe I am humble arrogant conceited cocky asshole self-centered Maybe I am, who knows? But at certain times, certain 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 things are, are shown on you throughout the day. Like th- certain things show, certain things shine brighter than 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 others a certain day. Maybe you don't feel like being bothered in the morning and you seem to be a little conceited or a little arrogant. Maybe it takes you a little while to bring yourself down and now you're humble or whatever, whatever. My wife told me a story of... My wife told me a story just like that. Yesterday, actually. Where this guy was being very ignorant towards her. Really maneuvering on a forklift way he shouldn't have been in a small area when you're working around a lot of people. Being very arrogant. Being an asshole at 5 o'clock in the morning. But around 12 o'clock, around 10, 11, 12 o'clock, he was as nice as he could be. He possibly thinks he's a good person. He possibly feels like, damn, why did you, why do you feel that I was trying to do you wrong? I'm a good person. He probably struggles with the same thing I struggle with. Who knows? Or then again, or then again, he could just be an asshole. He could just be self-centered. Who knows? Nobody knows. But it's what you show people. Sometimes they may think you're an asshole. Sometimes they may love you. But what do you show more of? And I know myself, I show more of being a good person. A lot of the things that I struggle with and a lot of my demons are are self-inflicted, basically. A lot of this shit is self-inflicted. I'm not saying I go around beating myself up a lot of times. I don't. But like I said... 
that hero villain victim is self-inflicted that's not something that that's not something that somebody has done or something like that every day I go through that every day good morning man lady riding a bicycle and as she's passing me on the bicycle she's going kind of slow but the guy in the truck behind her just looked at me like you know while she moved to the side but once again just right here in my face as I'm talking on my podcast she has that I have a cookie mentality I believe and I don't even know that lady I just said good morning and don't know her but she's looking like she lives life like I'm just here, let's be happy, let's be happy with what we have, the other guys like, fuck, bitch, move. <laughs> He's more along the lines of, look at what I got. I was blessed with the, I was blessed with the truck, you was blessed with the bicycle, you know, way of looking at life. Who knows, who knows what this, what this lady is riding her bike back to who knows what that guy is driving his truck back to you never know but um like I said it's just that you gotta look at look at it sometimes that you have a cookie in life a lot of you guys eating a cookie right now I wish I had a damn cookie but it's just metaphorically I'm not here to boast I'm not here to brag I'm here to be a person Basically, just be humble and be a servant, be of service to others, basically. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make myself out to be better or seem to be better. That's just not who I am. I mean, I'm, I'm slowly peeling off the layers of, of all of the self-inflicted shit I do to myself. Self-doubt, things of that nature. Slowly peeling the layers off. Who knows, one day I'll actually be an adult. I don't want to be, but <laughs> I don't want to grow up. I, I, I really don't, but who knows, one day I may actually be an adult. Actually come to terms that, hey, it's, it's time to put away childish things and stop being childish. But, you know, it's like they say, you have to be childlike. And uh, like I said, hopefully one, one of these days I'll upload this episode. But until then, it'll just be pieced together. <laughs> you know, I love you guys for real, and it's just good morning, man. This is how I this is how I decide to display this episode of this podcast. Uh, once again, thank you guys, and this will continue. I actually enjoy doing this like this. It's different. It gives it a different dynamic. I mean, because you actually hear different parts of myself I'm passionate I'm yelling at the kids in one segment of the episode and I'm I'm reflective I'm, and you know it's just that's a good thing for me actually it's therapeutic for me to actually get it out this way but I do miss recording the normal way that we did it I just need to hurry up and get that get that thing fixed you know that to tutorial videos wasn't really helping me but oh man I'm gonna go ahead and upload this episode of this podcast just to get it out there um 
It, was, it is something that I, that I did kind of want to touch on. It was a 10-year-old kid in uh, Michigan who got uh, arrested. Well, did he get arrested? I don't know if he got arrested, but I do know he got charged with assault for um, in a volleyball game. Like regular gym class, regular volley, not volleyball, I'm sorry, dodgeball. Dodgeball game. He got charged with assault because he's just that damn good at dodgeball. That's the only way I can see that. He got charged with assault. The other kid, I believe, he caused the other kid uh, head trauma. I don't know if it was. I know he didn't like the kid. The kid wasn't in a in a concussion or anything like that. It was just, I believe, when he got home, he possibly had a knot on his head or something like that. And I guess the family didn't disclose the brain trauma with the with the school. So they, they, they claiming it all, this kid has brain trauma, such and such. I'm not saying that's not true, but I didn't really dig that deep into it because I just found out, I heard about the story like four days ago, but I just found out last night that they dropped the, dropped the case against the little kid because they I guess they realized that, hey, this is just a game. You know, they can get hurt playing anything, softball, basketball, anything. And I look at it as just, as this is just a parent who, you know, wants to protect their children, honestly, and they were looking at that as a form of bullying because the kid that, the kid that did it, you know, it was a small little 10-year-old kid. You know, he wasn't, wasn't huge. He wasn't the size of my 10-year-old, that's for sure. Um, he was a small little kid, and I guess, it, I guess he just threw the ball, you know, and hit the kid in the face, and the kid just took it away. You know, because I've been a part of that, and I've seen people get hit in the face. I've hit people in the face before with dodgeballs because love playing the sport. But I'm not saying you go so far as to try to hurt somebody, but I don't go for the legs because I don't want to take a person's leg out, knock them down or something. I don't want to go for the chest because, you know, hitting them in the chest with that, with that hard ball it does hurt. Hitting them in the stomach does hurt. So... The way I got it is the only way you can block a dodgeball if it's coming at you is put your hands up or catch it. You know, you put your hands up, guard your face, and it bounce off your arm or something like that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm playing to win, you know, so I'm not playing, to, <laughs> I'm not playing to protect nobody. But anyway, <laughs> the little dude, he was hitting the face and I, I they, they didn't say whether it was like he was bleeding or had any traumatic episode or anything like that. They just said he got hit in the face. That's dodgeball. That's not call the police. Because if that's the case, I could have had the police called on me so many times in life because when it was pick a sport, when it was pick a sport in gym class, and if we couldn't go outside to play football, I'd be like, hey, let's play dodgeball. Everybody was like, no, nah, I don't want to play dodgeball. So the next thing I do, I get the dodgeballs anyway, and I throw them on the floor. And the next thing I know, I just start pegging people. I love doing it in high school because, you know, popping a senior in the face with a dodgeball is funny when you're a freshman. To me, it is. It's very funny. But, <laughs> but anyway, I just look at that as y'all taking it a little too serious. Just let kids be kids. You know, playing sports, I wish y'all would get back to that. I'm not saying I'm 
dislike the digital age. I'm not saying I dislike children sitting there playing the games and stuff like that, not really going outside, because most those are my children. Those are my children. True, I have I have kids that want to get out there and play, and my daughters play basketball. My kids love basketball. But, you know, I got one or two children who don't want to play the game. Or you know, I'm not saying not, not want to play the game. Don't want to don't want to go outside, you know, don't really want to involve in that sort of physical activity. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's just, it's refreshing to, to hear, like, hey, he got hurt playing dodgeball. He's okay, little dude okay, but I'm just saying, he got hurt playing dodgeball. Oh, there you go. That means he was actually involved in a physical activity. That's good. More kids need to do that. But anyway, that's just my take on it. <laughs> There's been some, there's been some bad things happening lately. I just, I don't want to touch on them. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather touch on those things. You know, just sitting, sitting at home, being comfortable, instead of you know walking to work or, you know, stuff like that. So I'm gonna just go ahead and upload this episode. I'm just going to upload this episode just because. You know, I, I just want to get one out there. It's late in the week. And, you know, I promised you guys one to two episodes per week. And, and we slacking. We are slacking. Just because of our, just our, our schedules off, you know. I'm, I'm working more nights when I never really worked a night before. You know, being promoted, I never really worked a night. But now that I got to work nights because Candace is working mornings, I don't mind. It's just that. Like I told you guys, you know I'm losing my partner in crime because she's tired by the time I get by the time I get home. She's ready to go to sleep. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when I get home, it's like, hey, let's record. And by the time I sit down and by the time I sit down and let's get ready to go, by that time it's 9, 10, 11 o'clock. Come on, guys. By the time I get ready to, I get ready to record. I look up and it's 10, 11 o'clock. So there's that. It's been a lot of good things happening. You know, like I said, I just wish, I just wish I knew how to use my 24 in a good way because it seemed like, it seemed like all I do is uh, go to work and come home. That's pretty much it. But uh, <laughs> but uh. I know you guys are familiar with Fortnite. I'm not familiar with Fortnite, but I know what it is. I know what it is, but I don't um I don't play it. My kids play it. And I got mad at my kids when I saw that uh that little 16-year-old won $3 million. Or that 15-year-old won nine hundred thousand dollars and the embrace that he had with his father because he was like, we don't have to we don't have to struggle anymore. You don't have to work as hard. That was emotional. That was powerful to me. So I called my kids in the room. And I'm like, why aren't you this good at Fortnite? Then I look at myself and I'm like, damn, why ain't I that good at Madden or the games that I play to where I could go to a tournament, win, and win thousands and thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, I'm looking at myself and I'm feeling... I'm feeling a bit down now because I play Madden every day. Madden just came out. I haven't stopped playing it for about a week. But <laughs> I'm not tournament good. I know that. 
I'm console good, but I'm not I'm not tournament good. I'm come over the house and I'll beat you in Madden good. Yeah, that, that's good. But as far as a tournament goes, I've never been in one. So I don't know how that goes. But uh but it was just a, a sight to see that how our parents were with us saying, you know, you guys can't make money off video games. There's no future in video games. Put that video game down and go learn to trade. Now video games is a trade. I mean, looking at Fortnite, looking at uh, World of Warcraft when that was popular, looking at Madden, looking at NBA uh, 2K, games like that. You know, every big game that comes out, whether it's Apex, Call of Duty, whatever it is, every big game that comes out now, they have a tournament that's that's a couple of hundred thousand dollars worthy. You know, most people don't make don't make that kind of money at work. The beauty of recording on my phone is I get to, you know, have you know, just go on with everyday life without having to worry about sitting down. But the bad side is when I get a phone call, it just interrupts it. But like I said, <laughs> most people don't make a couple of hundred thousand. Most people make 60000 And if you have, you know, you can you can change your life with your cell phone. You can change your life with your Xbox. You can change your life with your computer. Meaning you could, sorry about that guys, excuse me. You could, uh, you can go viral with a video, with a catchphrase or a song or whatever it is, a comedic moment, whatever, whatever. You can go viral with a YouTube video or something like that or your blog, your vlog, or whatever, or whether you're, you're good at video games. It's like this day and age, it's for everybody to make it. I'm recording a podcast on my, on my cell phone, walking to work. Everybody can contribute. As long as you know how to do it and you know how to maneuver, it's, it's simple. It's simple. All you need is an idea and belief in yourself. So I tell my kids, put, just do half and half. Just do half and half. If this is what you love to do, you got to make sure your schoolwork is done. I know you guys heard me yelling at my sons about the packet that's due at school. They got it done finally. But I'm just saying, if this is what you want to do, I fund, I fund it. I fund, I'll help you. I find ways to help you. I reach out to people to help you guys. And I, and I have, and that's, and that's gonna work very soon. I know it will, but it's just, but it's just having a belief in yourself. I tell people all the time, no matter how old you are, if you're good at cooking, if you love baking, then do it. Put yourself out there, say, hey, if you need a, if you need a cake for a wedding or cupcakes for a kid's party or something like that, I'll, I'll take it off your hands. I'll, this is what I do. This is, you know, stuff like that. People feel that you have to, I mean, m- most people want it given to them, sure enough, but other people, it just, it, it happens because they believe in themselves. There's nothing wrong with just, just, just trying to live out your dreams instead of somebody else's working for somebody else for the rest of your life. There's nothing wrong with living out your dreams, being who you are. Nothing wrong with that. 
Nothing wrong with belief and knowing your self-worth. If you believe in your ability, then go for it. Don't sell yourself short. Don't do something you hate just because it pays you because you could grow to resent it and you can actually, you know, you could possibly lose your job because of your hatred for it. I tell people all of the time, just 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 work. Just just work and you go home. Don't take it personally, just work and go home. Tell them all the time. I hate this job, this and that, this and that. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to focus on my music. I want to do this. I want to do that. You got plenty of time to focus on your music. You got plenty of time to focus on your craft. Plenty of time to write. Plenty of time to do whatever you want to do. But you have to make sure you take care of your responsibilities first. And then you realize that maybe this job isn't this bad because it is actually keeping me fed and keeping food on my table. Or, you know, keeping bills paid and stuff like that. So I'm able to continue to chase my dreams. You got to do is believe in yourself. Believe in yourself and keep going. Thank you guys for enjoying this episode. I got to work on our schedule so I can get my partner in crime back with it. But (laughs) you guys have a good day. Have a good night. Have a good evening. Have a good weekend. I love y'all. Everybody that support us. All the gamers out there, the athletes, the wannabe athletes, the students, kids, the parents, the bloggers, whoever. Gangbangers, the drug dealers, the convicts, whatever the hell you do. Thank you for supporting Get My Husband Off My Podcast. Appreciate you all.